I know it probably sounds overly simplistic. I know it probably sounds like it's not going to make that big of a difference. But if you're somebody who finds yourself attached to your cell phone at all times, that is causing way more stress and pressure than you probably realize. So the quality of life is going to increase if you try this. Maybe try it for a couple days. Try no phone in the bedroom for a couple days. See if you can get over that fear because that's what it is. It's a digital leash that you're attached to due to a fear that something's going to go wrong if people can't get a hold of you. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,266. Sometimes your purpose comes from your biggest problem. I enjoyed that one very much. Today, for episode number 1,267, happy Monday if you are listening on Monday. One small, simple habit that changed Kevin's life. I am Kevin. <laughs> so, very similarly, very similar to hello, my... Kevin. Hello, Alan. My inspiration for doing one of the last episodes was somebody asked me a question on a podcast. And Taryn actually asked me this recently. I think she said, what... What is the what is your favorite thing that we bought this year? I know it was a weird question. And I said the so Taryn got me this watch. This is not a sponsored thing. It's a an alarm clock and it vibrates yeah. to wake you up. Where I used to wake Taryn up when I would get up early in the morning, my phone would go off and I would hammer it very quickly, but it would wake her up and it was this whole thing. My second favorite thing that we have is we have a water what would you consider it? Like an off, you know, the water cooler that we had in the studio? Yeah. I don't know. Is that what, what they it's call called? It. Water yeah. cooler? Water and cooler. And we get the big, the five gallon jugs of water and it keeps it cold and it's the best. It's the best in the world because I go through a ton of water. So that's like, those are my two favorite purchases. But somebody asked me the other day, they asked me this question of uh, what is, what is a new habit that you've practiced this year? This was, I think this was last year, but a new habit that you've practiced this year that has given you the most return, like something simple that you have found a drastic change in. And I was like, all right, let me think for a second. And I said, ah, simple. The simplest, quickest thing that I have done that has made the biggest difference for me is I do not bring my cell phone into the bedroom anymore. My cell phone does not, it never comes into the bedroom. I do Same. not bring it into the bedroom. I don't surf my phone in the bedroom, I don't look at Instagram, I don't look at Facebook, I don't check my messages, I don't check my emails, I don't check my WhatsApp. My phone does not enter the bedroom. And if it does, it does not stay there overnight. And it's interesting because this person said, does that ever make you nervous? And I was like, in what way? And they said, well, what if somebody calls you in the middle of the night? And I was like, my phone's on silent anyway, so it's not really going to matter. And nobody calls me. So no, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about it. Now, could I put some stuff in place? Yeah, but for me, there's something that makes me anxious about having my phone in the bedroom. I didn't realize that until now where now, so last night was super wonky because my schedule's off. So last night we worked until 7.30-ish, right? Something like that, 
So we did our meetup and then we had a post meetup reflection session with the wonderful Jesse. We finished the meetup at like seven, seven fifteen maybe because we had a couple questions at the end. Then we did the the reflection call with Jesse and I think we finished that at like seven forty five. I went from there. I said, okay, I'm done work, quote unquote, for the day. I went and laid in bed with Taryn from eight to ten. We watched two episodes of Making a Murderer, one of the best ever documentaries on Netflix. Then she's like, all right, I'm ready for bed. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to the gym. So I left for the gym at 10. I was at the gym from, I don't know, 10.15 till 11.15, came home, showered, played with the cats for a little bit, and then went to bed. So when I get up in the morning, my phone, I just leave it somewhere. Usually I don't even know where my phone is. It's like on the kitchen table. It's on the couch somewhere. It's in the office charging, whatever. There is this level of, I don't know pressure relief that I don't have to have my phone on me at all times it doesn't have to be attached like I don't even look at my phone until after the gym if I'm if I go in the morning I'll look at my sleep score like I'll look at you know I, I have the aura ring so I'll look at my sleep score but I don't look at Instagram I don't look at Facebook I don't check my emails I don't look at my text messages I literally just put my phone in my pocket and then go to the gym and then after the gym when I get home that's when I start work and it's just been I know it probably sounds overly simplistic. I know it probably sounds like it's not going to make that big of a difference. But if you're somebody who finds yourself attached to your cell phone at all times, that is causing way more stress and pressure than you probably realize. And there's also always that pull there of like, well, you know, I'm bored. Let me pull out my phone. I'm bored. Let me pull out my phone. Because somebody asked me that. I don't know if it was a different podcast or the same one, but they said, like, what do you do when you're bored? And I was like, well, I read a, I was actually reading a book or listening to a book recently that said sometimes boredom is powerful because it makes you think. You actually have to sit there and think with your brain. So I said, I don't, when I'm bored, I just kind of like sit there. I don't want to, I don't want to pull out my phone, right? I don't, that's not really what I want. That doesn't, that doesn't serve the purpose. So that's been the big thing for me. That little shift has been huge then now I have the alarm clock that vibrates on my wrist, so I don't need my phone in the bedroom anymore. Now, I understand if you have kids or you have you know, a family and you're worried about people calling you and emergencies, I understand. I would say there's got to be some sort of way where you can mitigate that. I don't know what it is, but that has been a drastic, drastic, drastic shift for me over the last, I don't know, three or four months. I, uh, I stopped putting my phone in the bedroom a while ago with Emilia, yeah, too. You did before me. I did? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I didn't know when you started, so I didn't know. But I do know that we we decided when we started living together that we don't want to bring phones in the bedroom, with an occasional exception, like when we were looking at potential second homes and just kind of dreaming and stuff like that. We might bring our phone in, yeah. but we usually sleep without it in there, almost always, actually. Uh, and and for the longest time, we had what we call our charging station, like right. We have this like old wooden bar thing outside of our bedroom door and we had a charging station on it and it's essentially this like old milk crate looking thing with like cardboard top and there's like a a hole in the bottom and there's like four chargers that like splay out like a waterfall kind of thing and we that's where we put our airpods and our phones and so for the longest time um we had our phones right to the right when we walk out to the bedroom and Emilia had a great idea. She said, what if we stopped doing that? Like, we need to move the charging station. I don't want the pull of my phone the moment I walk out of the bedroom first thing in the morning because yeah. she wants to water the plants or get Tucker and Tariel or whatever. And so typically in the morning, what I do is, and so now our charging station is out front near the kitchen. But 
what I can tell you is that I didn't come up with this idea. And when Emilia did come up with this idea, there was a part of me that was like, I don't think that's going to make that big of a difference. It has made a wild difference. Like it's made a drastic difference in the quality of our life. Yeah. And these little things do change everything. <clears throat> I'll give you another simple habit that's so interesting. And again, you can adopt this or not. Um, I typically shower at least once a day because I exercise every day now. And I just put my toothbrush and my flosser. I have this little uh, flosser. It looks like a toothbrush and it's got the little disposable mm. flosser things. And I, I floss and brush my teeth and I have the mouth, mouthwash all in the shower. And so I sta- it's called habit stacking. And so the, just putting my toothbrush, toothpaste, flosser, and mouthwash in the shower guarantees that at minimum, no matter what, at minimum, I'm going to brush my teeth once a day. Now, normally I still do it twice a day. Um, and oftentimes, sometimes I'll shower twice a day. But the point that I'm making is that these little tweaks in your environment change everything. Um, and I do know that I had the fear like you did, Kev, of like, or maybe you didn't have this fear, but other people do. I had the fear of like, if my phone isn't in the bedroom, what if something happened to someone I love yeah. and they couldn't get a hold of me? Two things for that fear. One, you can put your phone on emergency bypass for specific people. So for me, my phone only rings for three people. Uh, four, actually. My executive admin, Amy, uh, Kev, my mother, and Emilia. And if your phone's not in the bedroom, that doesn't actually solve that issue. This, this is more of like a validate, dissipate. If you want to sleep with your phone in the bedroom, I do think it's a mistake. I'm just going to say that. Emilia and I's quality of life has drastically increased since we decided no phones in the bedroom. As a matter of fact, I used to use my phone, Kev, to Chromecast and to use Apple TV. I don't even do that anymore yeah. because the phone ended up in the bedroom if, if we watched something late at night and then fell asleep or whatever, you know? Um, so the quality of life is going to increase if you try this. Maybe try it for a couple days. Try no phone in the bedroom for a couple days. See if you can get over that fear because that's what it is. It's a digital leash that you're attached to due to a fear that something's going to go wrong if people can't get a hold of you. But here's the thing. Let's say an emergency were to happen. Someone will eventually get a hold of you. And when you wake up in the morning, let's say it's 8 a.m. by the time you touch your phone, is there anything that's going to happen that that you could have prevented before 8 a.m.? And again, that's a question for each of you. I do know that I would argue, and I could be wrong, I never looked up the stats, I would bet that 80% of people at least who have a cell phone sleep with it in the bedroom. I know they use it as their alarm. I know Emilia, she uses her Apple Watch to get up as the alarm because it vibrates her wrist and it doesn't wake me up. Mm. Because as you know, I don't like to set an alarm. Yeah, living the dream. I Yeah, try it. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nathan Schwerman. I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. I've been a client of Allen's for coming on two years now, and I really can't recommend this program enough. Allen's always there for me uh, with great advice uh, and holding me accountable uh, every step of the way and, and really leading by example. I've grown a lot in his program, but he, he's grown alongside with me. So I'd, I'd really recommend joining up on the program and, and joining the community. It's very interesting how, because even the Chromecast thing, it's like the relationship you have with something usually determines the behavior. 
So if you think about it, your cell, like, what do you do on your cell phone? You probably scroll, not you, but the collective you. Maybe you scroll social media. Okay, this is a good question. If you have a TikTok on your phone, have you ever used a TikTok on your iPad or ever used TikTok on your iPad or laptop? Because, like, I don't consume Instagram on my laptop. I don't really consume Facebook on my laptop, right? I don't, I do way more email than I do on my phone, on my laptop. I do way more other stuff like habit tracking, but that's the interesting thing, right? I could probably bring my cell phone into the, uh, the, my laptop into the bedroom. I'd probably be fine. Like, what am I going to do? Pull it, pull something out and type a novel. Now that would be good. Probably that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> so even, even in that example, like if you have an iPad, I don't know. Cause I don't have an iPad, but if you had something that you could Chromecast and you don't have the same relationship, maybe it would be a little bit different. I don't know. I do think technology in the bedroom is a, a tough thing. And that was the conversation I had with the podcast host. I said, logically, I understand that most likely nothing's going to happen. Emotionally, I think that's where we get stuck. Like, what if somebody wants to call me in the middle of the night? If I look back in my 33 years of life, I don't know if that's ever happened. If any, yeah. if I've ever gotten called for an emergency in the middle of the night. So that's like the emotional side. The logical side of me says that. Like, I don't know. It's never happened before. And what are the odds that somebody is calling me? I mean, I live an hour and 10 minutes away from my family. So like, they're not going to call me necessarily an emergency because I'm not going to be able to help. You know, Taryn sleeps next to me. Nobody most else really has fear. my number. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it most is. Most of it but is fear. I do understand, especially some if you of have the children. Fear is or, valid. Yeah, right, exactly. right. If you have children that are away or whatever it yeah, may be, I, I completely understand. But yeah. I will say that this is one of the things that's, it's simple. It's just a simple, it's not even a habit. It's like, you're kind of just rewiring a habit. If you have a habit of bringing your cell phone in, you're just cutting that habit. You're eliminating one. Uh, one last thing. I know we got to jump. Sure, so sure. I want to share this with everyone. I wake up in the morning. I go get Tucker and Tariel. I take them to the bathroom. Bathroom is what we call it. And so we go downstairs. Tariel does her thing in the kitty litter. And then Tucker goes outside. And then I check if Emilia's up. If she's not up, I'll just hang out with them. And then I sit down in this little section of our house with my phone, my AirPods, my laptop, and my book, and my focus cap oh my god if you're on youtube you can see a little focus cap it's it's essentially a cap that like blinders like blinders on a horse uh and it helps you focus but anyways so i, I want to be authentic i literally we have to, we were supposed to record at 9 a.m i have i woke up at 7 51 today very specific because we have aura rings that uh, determine when you wake up and I had a ton of work to do before this first meeting because I don't usually like to do 9 a.m.s because I have too much back office work to do. Same. But anyways, so so I didn't have a lot of time and I ended up going on Facebook. I forget why. I think, yeah, so I go on Facebook and I check how my last post was doing and, and engage. That's one of my habits that I'm actually proactively doing. I fell down the rabbit hole for like 10 minutes today, I think. And it was a, a past friend of a friend. No, it was one of my sister's ex boyfriends and he's dating someone that i know and i ended up going down the rabbit hole and i was like whoa it's like it's 8 25 i still have to shower i'm gonna be late to podcasting and i'm researching some <laughs> friend of a friend like what are we doing here mm. and i'm mad at myself by the way that's that's how <laughs> that's how frustrated i get with my own social media habit 
That's how dangerous these apps are. Whether you have games on your phone, I know one of my clients, Solitaire, is 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 a thing, um, or you have Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. I am telling you right now, I had a moment today, and I think I'm good at this. I think I'm like pretty good at social media and phone hygiene, and I'm still falling down the rabbit hole, wasting precious time that I do not have. You know, I was late today to this podcast recording, and part of that is because my kitten uh, fell off a top banister, and it was knocked a plant over, and it was kind of a whole thing, but she's okay, luckily, even though she scared the hell out of me. Uh, but still, I don't have any extra time to be to be researching a friend of a friend on Facebook, like, honestly, and I, and I think that if we spent half as much time focused on making sure our our attention is on the right things as we do falling down rabbit holes, I think that our quality of life would drastically increase. And, and I know that if I, if this is happening to me, I know it's happening to other people, um, particularly when I've, I've worked really hard to protect myself from my own self when it comes to social media. Same happens to me too. hundred yep. percent happens to me. I try to put my phone away off the desk for most of the day, but I always, a lot of it's because there's clients and stuff, but still, it's very easy to get it's very easy to get drugged down the rabbit hole. Okay, we got to go because we have a call in one minute. Can you can you send uh, Laura a message and just tell her we're going to be 100%. a couple minutes behind? Yep. Next level nation, as you know, on April first, twenty twenty three, live in Worcester, Massachusetts, <clears throat> Massachusetts. Excuse me. We have an event, and we did a very similar event last year in terms of the intention was the same the intention is to add as much value as you to hum- as much value to you as humanly possible and hopefully help you shift your identity really that's what this podcast is all about we give you tips and tactics and tricks and all that but we want you to be able to shift your identity into the version of you that you want to become so please join us the tickets are only $97 we're taking 50 people we only have 50 seats and it is filling up quickly Everything you need to know is in the show notes. Group 10 of group coaching is going to be starting at the beginning of April. If you've heard a lot about group coaching, we can send... So reach out to Kevin and myself. We can literally send you the Instagram handles. We've gotten permission to do this of past group coaching members. And you can ask them about their experience. We also have a promo code specifically for listeners of this show. So reach out to Kevin or myself. If you've ever been interested in group coaching, please at least reach out and ask questions. There's also a landing page. You can click the link in the show notes. Um, again, it's 10 people like-minded. It's going to give you public accountability. You're going to be have an assistant coach. You're going to have Kevin and myself. It's bi-weekly sessions. It's essentially achieve more in 90 days than you ever have, but more importantly, be more consistent than you ever have in 90 days. And the idea here is to get some direction. That's really more of what it is. It's a Mario Kart booster. It's you're going to get some direction. So if you're feeling stuck or lost, this is the Mario Kart booster you need to get some direction. And I I really, really implore you to give it a shot. It's unbelievably affordable. Um, we have a three-month payment plan, and we have a pr- promo code that we can give you. So reach out to Kevin or myself, alan at nextleveluniverse.com or kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Email us, say, hey, I'm interested in Group 10. Tell me more about it, and we'll start the dialogue. Boom. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,268. Learning about yourself is one of the hardest things 
in the world. There are many challenges we will go through as human beings, but I do believe the lessons that we learn about ourselves are probably the most challenging ones. So we will talk about that tomorrow. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.